This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Live from NPR News, I'm Dale Willman. Israeli President Isaac Herzog says he met with the Prime Minister of Qatar on Friday. Qatar has been mediating talks aimed at the release of hostages taken during the Hamas-Israel war. Speaking at the Munich Security Conference in Germany, Herzog says he's impressed by the international effort to bring about the safe release of the captives. There are efforts throughout, and I trust our team that is trying its best, and I hope that the other side will finally decide that it wants to uh, move on. Talks to establish a ceasefire in the fighting, meanwhile, have been at a standstill since Tuesday. Ukraine's military has withdrawn its forces from the southeastern city of Avdivka, where they've been battling Russian troops for four months. Russian military leaders say they're now fully in control of the city. Ukraine's forces are now on the edge of town in the Avdika Coke and Chemical Plant, where they continue to face pressure from Russian troops. Vice President Kamala Harris, meanwhile, is calling on the House of Representatives to approve the $60 billion aid package to Ukraine. Terry Schultz reports, meanwhile, that Harris met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Saturday and assured him of the Biden administration's support. From Munich, Vice President Harris said the U.S. commitment to principles such as sovereignty and territorial integrity means lawmakers should support Ukraine. Politics should play no role in standing for the fact that Vladimir Putin, through his leadership of Russia, has shown himself to be fundamentally hostile to democratic principles. President Zelensky was asked whether Ukraine has a way to win the war if the aid package doesn't come through. He's heard here through an interpreter. We do not currently look into alternatives because we are counting on the United States. The two leaders said they're also negotiating security guarantees the U.S. might offer Ukraine, similar to those given by the U.K., France and Germany. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Munich. A spokesperson for Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says he was murdered. Russian authorities say Navalny died in an Arctic penal colony on Friday. His mother traveled to the penal colony and says it's unclear where his body is. The spokesperson, meanwhile, says Navalny's mother was told he died of sudden death syndrome. Former President Donald Trump was campaigning in Michigan on Saturday. During a stop in Waterford Township, he railed against a ruling in New York this week where a judge ordered Trump and his two adult sons to pay millions of dollars in connection with their loss at a civil fraud trial. All you see is bitterness and revenge and hatred. Judge and Gore and just find me $355 million for doing everything right. $355 The judge said the level of fraud by Trump's companies shocked the conscience. Trump says he does plan to appeal that decision. You're listening to NPR News. Former President Donald Trump received a mixed response Saturday when he showed up at the sneaker con in Philadelphia to hawk a new pair of tennis shoes. Trump was met with loud boos along with some cheers as he unveiled his Never Surrender High Tops. The shoes are gold lame with an American flag detail on the back. They're available online for $399 a pair. One of the top destinations for ice climbing in the world is tucked away in the Colorado mountains, and President's Day weekend is its busiest time of year. Colorado Public Radio's Stina Sieg tells us how the nonprofit Ure Ice Park makes its ice. On cold evenings, the water turns on. 
we're humble ice farmers. Jason Watkins is one of several ice farmers who use hundreds of little sprayers to create nearly two miles of ice formations in a deep gorge. Watkins says the weather was relatively warm in the early part of winter. So when he looks out on the Uray Ice Park's giant icicles, he feels proud. Because it, uh, it was hard work this year. Tending to a crop that brings joy to climbers and big bucks to the local economy. For NPR News, I'm Stina Seek. Lefty Dreisel has died. The 92-year-old Hall of Fame college basketball coach died Saturday at his Virginia home. Dreisel was known for his folksy drawl and his fiery style as a coach. He won 786 games in his career and was the first coach to win more than 100 games at four Division I schools. He was known for rebuilding programs and made Maryland a national contender in the 70s and 80s. I'm Dale Wilman, NPR News. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Macmillan Audio. One of the most thought-provoking books about the Middle East, Thomas L. Friedman's From Beirut to Jerusalem, is now available as an unabridged audiobook featuring a new preface read by the author. Find it wherever audiobooks are sold.